Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, the podcast, which yes. you know because you just heard the intro. Because we've done this shit 42 motherfucking times. Four, two. Yeah. This is the first episode of the new year, man. I, I literally. Just now, just thinking about that, like, it, mm-hmm. it's, kind of, it's wild. It's pretty crazy, because we have so many other episodes, too. Yeah. You know, like, but 42 full boys, full we drink and we know things. go back and remember what I've even covered for 41 times. Dude, I started listening to the first episode the other day. Oh, sorry about that, guys. Fuck. Real sorry about that. Okay, but the content was really good. Yeah, we're still the same. Like, I wouldn't I say that we've changed at covered. all. Um. Uh, so I'm pretty, well, I didn't even make it to the intro, if I'm honest. I got sidetracked. Started listening to the Witcher novels. But, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> you covered, uh, foods from yeah, I serial did. killers. I did last words, last meals, yeah. and how they were executed, which I've done that twice, and I thought about doing it again yeah. on this episode because there's just so many. There's a lot of people So get I just, death. like, let us know if you would be interested in hearing that again, or that. you think it would be lame. I won't do it again. I did lizard people. I like ran it by my sister and she was just like, you haven't already done that? And I was like, <sighs> come on now. Yeah, I did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it two more times because it's easy. No, it's, it's, I think it's intriguing. It is. I think that but. that's one of those kind of things you don't think about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You like, did lizard people? I did lizard oh, people. Yeah. I started off at the yeah. top. If I had known. Wowzers. I would have totally held on to that content for a little while longer. Just because. Well, if you're new here, you know what we yeah. cover on the first episode. Yeah. It's yeah. great. The sound quality's a little shite, so I feel better about that. But, but you know, yeah. we've gotten better. We've gotten so much better. And we've gotten better about putting out episodes. Holy shit. Minus the New Year's and Christmas week. Yeah. C- but come on. Which we, I think Guys. we kind of talked about this on our Florida, last Jesus. Florida Man Friday, but like with Christmas being. We were dumb to even assume yeah. that we were going to get it knocked out. It was out. like Christmas, it was when we recorded and released, and the New Year's was when we recorded. Yeah, no and way. So it was Fuck just like, here. there's no way. No, man. So we didn't. But now we're here. Yeah. We're back. Back for number 42. And depending on how this goes, this might get released the same day it's been recorded. It, you, based on how much shit I'm about to talk, I got a lot of papers. Mm, uh, you do. Also, really quickly, I just wanted to take a moment um, to acknowledge the just terrible tragedy happening in Australia with oh, the bushfires. I, I mean, it's so terrible. Um I think so, so many, it's really cool to see how many people are rallying to the cause. I saw like some California firefighters arrived and I a think bunch of our, other, there's uh, been a lot of relief, but it's, it's unprecedented how bad this is. Our friend Adam, who we've talked about before, it is the art. Yeah. He's, he did like a, oh shit. Yeah. He's art. doing a, a charity campaign. Yeah. We should totally link that. Yeah. Cause his shit is dope. I don't know if it's done yet, but if it is, I'll, we'll, we'll share yeah. a link. It's really cool. He's an yeah. amazing artist. It so. is really, really cool. Um, on an uplifting note, I saw a really cute dog video on Facebook today. Oh. I don't think it was a video. It was just like pictures with like a little thing. Uh-huh. This like doggo goes and gets on the bus by itself and goes to the dog park and plays in the dog park for a couple hours and then gets back on the bus and comes back home. <laughs> it has its own bus ticket on its collar. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, was it just a really cool bus driver? No. And like they, the police have even been like, as long as all the bus drivers are okay with it, we're okay with it. The way it happened was like... The, his owner was too slow 
one day and uh-huh. so the dog just like got on the bus and went without him what and he met him at the dog just park. so used to the routine yeah he met the dog at the dog park and then he was just like well i mean he doesn't even need me so he lets That's him do it amazing. on his own and all of the bus drivers like love the dog and like let him it's so cute that's amazing it's so cute and uplifting. i would be terrified Oh, I'd shit in my pants. Mostly I mean, because I'd be dog. so worried about our dogs just causing chaos. Yeah, I'd be so worried. Like, what if the what if a, what if they got in a dog fight? Ugh, those fucking dogs. Ours They'll probably fight. chime in. They'll probably chime in at some point. Oh, maybe not. They're, they're we think they're I hear sick them out today. there snoring. Yeah, yeah, dude puked on the couch. Yeah, I just walk Jesus. in. <laughs> Tom in like a really weird part of our living room, and I was like, "What are you doing?" It's the weirdest part of like, our living room. It's like I'm the no go zone. Dog puke. It like, was just. Oh so much so fast there was nothing i could do yeah i was mad but also i'm like are you are you okay yeah poor buddy oh fucking john snow just yakking Mm. knowing nothing and yakking all over the place what else what what else what else you know um (laughs) that was a lot right there what you just did we're just gonna do a super cut of that for an hour and a half for an episode sweet I have been low key saving like all of the oh, vocal fillers God. and ums and butts and weird shit onto like a thing. And when, we, when we're really slow, I'm going to like <laughs> cut the recording speed down to half so it sounds like we're drunk and I'm going to release it as an episode. Sweet. Yep. That'll be um. our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> that one will definitely get us sponsored. Yeah. Oh, hey. Hey, you. Hey. Hey, you. You. Hey, you. You season two? Jesus. That was a mind fuck. We won't give any spoilers because that sucks. But if you haven't watched Dude did the some show, creepy shit again. If you haven't watched the show, you oh, go binge fuck. both seasons. It's fucking amazing. The homie Dimitri did that. Yeah. Like we lost told days him about of it. his life. Just he binged through the whole thing in like one sitting. It was amazing. Because we told him that that Blamkins. Blamkins. Rapper dude. Chris Delia. Yeah. yeah He's or a comedian. not rapper, sorry. Comedian. Jesus. He's in a you yeah. using way too many wrong phrases. <laughs> Go get some praises. <laughs> yep. It was really good, though. It was amazing. So stressful. Mm-hmm. So stressful. We binged it pretty fast. Oh, there was no other. there's no other way to watch that show. We're kind of in a show hole. We are. If you guys have any good show recommendations, hit us up in the email. Not the obvious ones. We've all seen fucking Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, don't come at us like we don't <laughs> fucking binge, bro. We fucking binge proper. I'm, I've been on the fence about watching the new Dracula. There's like a three-part yeah. uh, I heard. I don't BBC know if, Dracula. My mom watched it. I don't know if this is true, but they say that like they made Mozart Dracula. What? Like Mozart was Dracula. That could be what? completely unrealist. I don't even... I think I saw that somewhere. That might have been some clickbait. I didn't click it. Mozart English? No, I don't think Dracula was either, though. It's a BBC show. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's fucking from England. He is. Have you not seen the trailer? No, he's speaking an English accent because it's on BBC, but he's from Transylvania, right? But I'm talking about... Oh, maybe not in the... Fucking... I don't know. I'm just digging myself in the hole. I don't either, man. Jesus. I thought it just looked... I don't know. He looked looked English? No. I thought the (laughs) show looked a little, like... It didn't look very exciting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. More of a Penny Dreadful, which we've also watched. When there's a sequel coming for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. But my mom watched it, and I was like, so is it done? Or are they going to like bring it back? And she was like, by the way that it ended, I think it's just a three-part thing, and that's it. Good. But, good. you know. Sometimes you don't need a fucking sequel to everything. You know? Right. There's, those days are, I well, feel like goes, those days are gone, But, though. you know, Dracula, Dracula can always come back. Your mom is straight up obsessed with so vampires. So funny. It's my bizarre. mom, I don't know if I've talked about this before. It's like Disney princesses and fucking Dracula. vampires. She hates, like, she doesn't, like, do, like, horror movies. Like, she would never watch, like, Friday the 13th or anything right. like that. She'll watch, like, the Scream movies, like, stuff that's, like, basic yeah. that she just does around Halloween. But 
Dracula. Every fucking Dracula movie. Everyone. Everything. She like stockpiles them. Yeah. She has it's vampire so movies everywhere. Funny. Like every year on Halloween, I have to watch that fucking. Oh, what is it? The. So oh. Interview with a vampire. It? No. It's a great movie, by the way. Great books. No, great it's movie. Like the. What is it, bud? Oh my god, I can't think of it. Come on, bud. It'll come to me. Salem's Lot. There it is. It's just so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Well, like the do? old, the old, like old ones. Yeah. Because I used to watch Dracula shows with her. Mm-hmm. You still which do. Was fun. I mean, admittedly, you still do. No, I mean, like growing up. Y'all work together. You guys, you watch TV together. She's in the house, and I am in the outside. <laughs> You're building. out there grinding. But man, well, we've gone on long enough about yeah, pretty much nothing tangents. at all. Wow. Don't know why we did that. Just go ahead and skip forward, pal. Hope everybody had a good New Year. Welcome to 2020. Let's hope yes. it's a better year than 2019. Yeah, always, always hope for better. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you had the best year of your life in 2019. I don't know. It's hard to come up from there, but I hope you still <laughs> fucking do. Yes. Absolutely. fucking Lily. You ready to get into this thing? Let's do this. I I'm going so. first today. Oh, yeah, you're first. I'm and you first got, this time. It's, we've switched girthy the stack. tables. It's a girthy. On this episode, I think. I've got like a. Yeah. I went, I went kind of. Mine's a basic. little bit informational. Hopefully, nobody falls asleep. I'll try to say some funny things. <sighs> yep. That's going to be me, too, dude. Jesus. <laughs> a lot of facts coming your way, oh, guys. Oh, great. Yes. Oh, what a, before we get into it, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the new Truly Lemonade Hard Seltzer. And that's not an ad. I'm just very passionate about it. It's the mango lemonade. It's quite okay. delicious. I want to try, try it. It yeah. smells good. Here, give you a I don't usually like these slurp. things. Ew, right, take a fresh one. Backwash. Take the fresh one. I got one. I got one in the chamber here. Yeah. Here we go. It there smells go. good. Yeah, they're fucking scrumptious. Mango bro. lemonade. It's only 5% alcohol. Yeah, but I've been taking shots of vodka to offset that. I actually really like that. That's scrumptious, bro. Which is amazing because you don't like anything. I think I could only have like one or two of them though because it's really That's sweet. Funny. It's not that sweet. It's really oh. sweet. It tastes like a freaking sex on the beach. No, there's only one gram of sugar in this thing. But it still tastes really Imagine sweet. Imagine if this was an ad. We're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> I am back. Tell them. Tell them what so you've done. Bad. Tell them what you've well, what you've lowered yourself to as I drink my mango lemonade. I went, <laughs> we went over to our friend Dimitri's and he had... A fucking and just as a side, you got absolutely train wrecked. Shut up! You got so tell the people <laughs> <laughs> they can only hear me, they can't see me. Uh, he had a fucking box of Franzia Pinot Grigio. Oh, and he was like, oh, I think it might still be good if you want to drink that instead of drinking what you brought. And I was like, free wine? I don't know if I can handle it. It's been a while since I've drank that again. And I took a sip and I was like, no, all day, I'm good. Oh, so I got this. I fucking bought another. I bought, I'm on. I'm on a second box that I've bought. Mm-hmm. It's been good because I I'm still t- I still hate it. Yeah, it is good. It, the box lasts so, so much, much longer, longer when you're not drinking it. Yeah, I can't. I don't think I'll ever be able to really chug a lug. The friends. One day when we get sponsored by them. God, <laughs> they're missing such an opportunity. Yeah, I know, right? Idiots. We already freaking talk about them enough. Jesus. Well, we used to. We took yeah. a little break. So All right. this evening. I'm going to tell you a little story about a guy, a man. His name is Marshall Applewhite Jr. Okay. Okay. This must be a true crime story because you looked at me like I should know. <laughs> I gave you those hard eyes for a good little gripper there. I, so. I mean, I, I'm not saying I don't know. I'm saying I don't know. He's, he's, I don't know the name okay. off the top of my head. Yeah, and you might not. I was I was just doing but that. But I might once you get into it. I was I giving know. you the look that you give me when you know the story already. Oh. Because you know a lot of these stories. And I'm not saying that's what this is. 
But uh, Mar- Marshall Applewhite was born in Spur, Texas, Ooh. on May 17th, 1931. Oh, all right. Yep. You like to go back. I'm going back a little ways, baby. I mean, that's just when he was born. I mean, that's just, true. That's not that long ago. True, true, really? True. true. I'm pretty sure that my, my grandpa's about that old. His <laughs> papa was Marshall Applewhite Sr. Okay. Okay. When you first when you said Marshall, I was like, are you doing a story on Eminem? <laughs> <laughs> Marshall Mathers, born in Detroit, <laughs> 1978. Um, <laughs> he had three siblings. His mama was Louise. And uh, his father, Marshall Applewhite Sr., was a Presbyterian minister. Okay. So our guy, Marshall, which now all I'm going to think about is Eminem for this whole thing, which is going to be really weird. Just please don't do the Blampkins. Please don't. (laughs) Applewhite attended Corpus Christi High School and Austin College. At the later school, he was active in several student organizations and was moderately religious. Okay. okay, so it goes from very religious to moderately religious. I mean, it's kind of forced on you when your parents in it, right? Yeah, you never really had a chance. So my guy earns a bachelor degree in philosophy in 1952. Oh. That's probably why he was only mar- partially in Partially, it. but then he, he got all philo- philosophical. Philosophical. in Africa. He, well, then he goes on to, to seminary to study oh. theology. hoping To, to study become- what? Theology, religion, theology. theology. I thought you said yeah. atheology, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> pretty sure they don't that teach that in not seminary. Not how that works. I don't think that's what it's called. If they teach it there, I it's, think it's atheism. It's not what you're is thinking. It? Atheism, yeah. I'm yeah. sure atheology is some fucking is thing. I'm yeah. sure it's a thing. Yeah. I'm gonna say some words in here. I don't fucking know what they mean. So do Great. me a favor and don't fucking ask oh. me. Oh, okay? oh, that was spicy. Jesus. Put down the truly. <laughs> you, you've had you're two, cut off. You, how many mango lemonades have you had? <laughs> So he was hoping to become a minister. He married Anne Pierce around that same time as he's going to seminary, and he decides to leave school to pursue a career in music. rapping. Yeah. <gasps> Did you really just say music? Music. Oh, that's funny. You better lose yourself. Oh God. Uh, he became a music director of a Presbyterian church. Oh, so still in the yeah, religion. still with the church. He he was uh, a baritone singer. Um, in 1954, he was drafted by the U.S. Army and served in Austria and New Mexico oh. as um, he was in the Signal Corps. Uh-huh. He, he left the military in 1956 yeah. and enrolled in the University of Colorado, where he earned his master's degree in music, and he focused on musical theater. Well, he did a lot of being fucking going to all the schooling yeah. and getting drafted He's and then coming back and still doing more. Seemingly, seemingly an intelligent man, getting some things done. <sighs> Oh yeah, buddy. This is still exposition. We got a lot to go. I'm just like I know can tell. You got who a lot this of guy there. is. So he tries to become, uh, become. become. He tries to be a professional singer, and it doesn't work oh. out. He moves to New York City, and he teaches at the University of Alabama. However, mm-hmm. and keep in mind he's married. Mm-hmm. He lost his position there after uh, pursuing a sexual relationship with a male, a male student. Oh. His religious education was likely not supportive of the same-sex relationship, and he was subsequently frustrated by his sexual desires. He separated from his wife when she learned of the affair in, in 1965. I think she probably separated from him. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, hey, bro, you got some shit to figure out. Yeah. No, and there's nothing wrong with the same-sex thing. No. But maybe when you're married no. and it's a student and you're a teacher, all sh- those things are a problem. He's got some shit to figure out. Yeah, those are problematic. Yeah. 
so he they get divorced. Mm-hmm. He leaves the University of Alabama. He goes back to Texas, where he's from. He goes to Houston. Was he fired? Remember yeah, he, he lost the position. Yeah, he so lost. I mean, yeah, he okay. got fired. I was saying it wasn't like willing. Who anything. knows what went down? But he had something going on, and he he lost his gig. After leaving the University of Alabama, Applewhite moved to Houston, Texas. So he goes back to Texas in 1965. Okay. He's how old? Let's see. You said he was born in 30, so he's like 30. He's in his 30s, yeah. Thanks for doing that math for me because I would have fucked oh, I me didn't, up. Oh, I didn't do the actual math. I know he's older than 30. He's in his like, 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name Applewhite sounds familiar. Yeah. But I, don't, I can't pin it right now. Well, I'm reading some things about him, so maybe he did, maybe he's some guy of, of note for any any could, could for any kind of reason. Well, I hope you're not just telling me about some random guy. <laughs> and everything he's now retired his <laughs> annual pension seventy five thousand. Oh, no, God. no, that's not how this goes. Whoa. So he goes to teach uh, at the University of Saint Thomas in so Houston. Even after the shit, he could still get a teaching still job. got another different jo- time. Different, different time. time. Different. They probably were like time. I hope that it like was a different... I hope shit like that's or we're gonna... Blah, 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 I hear that's okay. oftentimes the case. Yeah. They're like, we're not gonna fire you. Especially if they're like you older, they'll be like, retire or... Yeah. We're, we're. P- professors with tenure and shit, I've heard that. Having no experience with the university, I'm kind of unsure. <laughs> His students at St. Thomas regarded him as an engaging speaker. Okay. And a stylish dresser. Ooh. Oh. Snazzy. Oh, he's a snappy dresser. He served as the chair of the music department and was also a very popular singer in the local area. I was going to make like such a lame joke of like, <sighs> that, hey, Betty liked everybody sitting on him, but Ew. he was the chair of the, mm. I don't know. Come take a seat. Bad. Hey, I just got these new corduroys. You come over here and take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, he was the choral director. The of what? Choral for the chorus. The oh, oh, he collected not like all the, the, thing cor- in the ocean. He had a really nice saltwater fish tank, <laughs> and he just had he he was directed that coral all over okay, the place. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so he was directing all the coral for uh, the Episcopal Church locally, and he also performed at the or with the Houston Grand Opera. Wow. Yeah, he was briefly openly gay, but also pursued a relationship in Texas. In Texas, in the sixties. Yeah. And in the in Houston. church? World? Yeah, and he was an active That's member wild. of the church. Yeah. It was briefly. He was briefly. Mm. He was like, I can do this. And then he did it, and everybody was like, hey, bro, you can't do that. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. Okay. All right. Okay. Keep us going. So he also pursued a relationship with a young woman who she ditched him because her family were like, no fucking way. You're not, I, we don't know why, but they weren't into her because he's, he's older and she's younger, I guess. And okay. he's also probably rumored in the community to yeah. be a little gay. Right. Which, a, little, a little gay. <laughs> he's a little gay. He's a little gay. You can't date that man. He's gay. Mom, I'm a woman. <laughs> I think that that is called being bisexual. Yeah, for sure. Which, uh, you know, who honestly, in hindsight, like if the times could have been different. Yeah. I think things would have been, and would have played out And when we're talking about these things, we are. Like, do you? We, I don't, oh my gosh, we're yeah. never like, be like no. being negative towards no. any no one's way. sexuality, no freaking way, form or fashion. No, way. if I'm you gonna clown le- you, it's because I mean, you, you did have a lesbian, stupid, not because of your relations. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just, and even still, like, I just, I, I believe in you know, it's 2020. Like, yeah, do you? Do what you you're like. not harming somebody yeah, else. Yeah, dude. Fuck do, that. Do you? All right, I just put anyway. the soapbox back underneath the cool, recording cool. stable here. Sweet, because we're recording this. <laughs> it's a stable. It's a recording stable. 
Recording stable. <laughs> I said I put the soapbox on the recording stable. Cool. Uh, so yeah, she ditched him, and he resi- he resigned from the University of St. Thomas in 1970. So he was there for about five years. He cited depression and other kind of stuff going on, and some other people um, in his department were like he was certainly very depressed. Hmm. And, you know, just fucked up. Uh, so there was a couple of sociologists who studied uh, Applewhite's group speculate in his social in like his, in his group that this departure was prompted by another affair between Applewhite and a student. Oh, OK. Yeah. The president of the university later recalled that he was often mentally jumbled and disorganized near the end of his employment. Mentally jumbled and unorganized. Going through it, man. OK. In 1971, he goes for a little while to New Mexico where he worked uh, as a like a deli manager like he managed oh, a delicatessen right. a deli shop Definitely. which seems like a rad job like that would be I would love that job it, makes me think of, it just makes me think of the movie um, Five Year Engagement yeah I want that life so bad like works at that deli for a little yeah, while yeah I would love whatever. to I would love to operate like a deli or a butcher shop or something alright not a butcher shop that's sad yeah you couldn't hang I would just do delis we'll just do cheese and meats oh I'll, yeah no that's worse <laughs> I mean, not worse. It's it's worse. You don't to- want to see me no, fucking no, 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 no. butcher I, a pig. No, I meant like it's worse to say I would like because then the they're coming at people are gonna come at you for being like because you can't oh you can't kill it yourself so yeah. you're just gonna serve yeah. it already. Well, I think there's a lot of ethical ways to raise yeah. animals these days. Oh, for so sure, it makes sense to eat meat. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, he runs his delicatessen. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was popular with customers, but decided to return to return to Texas. He went on home because his father died. Oh, and it fucked him up. Marshall uh, Senior. Marshall Senior, the Presbyterian pastor, passed away. He passed her away. He passed her away. That's a bad joke, <laughs> but we're keeping it in, baby. Buddy. Uh, so he he just kind of spot. He kind of just got into a really dark place. Sure, you know his. He, well, he's clearly confused about lots of stuff, or not confused, and he just yeah. Well, things are gonna we're gonna find out. Okay. In 1972, Marshall met Bonnie Nettles. She was a nurse, and she was very religious. She was into it's called theoso- theosophy, mm-hmm. which is like um, I think it's like an old school. It's like a different way to look at Christianity. It like it like quotes largely like Old Testament shit and stuff like that. Theosophy. Theosophy. Yeah. Sounds like you're Theos- just reading the thesaurus Theosophy. while you're drinking Theos- coffee. Theosophies. <laughs> uh, what do you do for a living? I read the thesaurus <laughs> and drink coffee. I'm a theosophist. I'm a theos. Okay. And she was also really into biblical prophecy. Mm-hmm. The two quickly mm-hmm. became close <laughs> friends. He later recalled that he felt like he had known her his whole life. There's like just like it's like it's on the tip of my tongue. It'll but hit. I don't. It'll hit. But I'm, I'm doing some. You, I'm doing some you shit right here, and that I'm taking it like way. I think I I'm, out of what the okay, event. What, okay. Whatever happens. Yeah, I happens. feel like. I, I'm sorry to get an idea. Maybe I don't know. Keep yeah. going. Keep going. Keep so going. I'm they intrigued. were they were immediate like rider dies, and she told him their meeting had been foretold to her. By extraterrestrials, persuading oh him my God. I think I, that okay. he had a divine assignment. Okay. So at this time, you know, going through all the stuff that he's gone through, you know, losing his job, leaving a job, sure. losing his father. Have we discussed this before? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. All right. I don't know. We've done. 
I don't know if you guys, this is our 42nd episode. No, 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 not on the podcast. Like, oh, me and you? Yeah, like I think maybe we might have like listened to something. We've certainly, it's certainly. I can't remember. That's how I knew, I knew about it from somewhere. You know what but, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Right? Okay, 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 okay. So at this time, he's kind of started to look into like some more kind of fringe Christian doctrine. This is so cult. This is going to go on a cult battle. What? This is totally going to be a cult. So he gets into all kinds of stuff like astrology, uh, all, all these different Astrologists are not cult members. I didn't. That's not how I meant. <laughs> well, I mean, we pretty much just get together with our telescopes. <laughs> you want to see Cassiopeia? Come on. Uh, he looks into all these other stuff. He also claims to have had several visions, including one in which he was told that he was chosen for a role like that of uh, Jesus. Oh, sure. It might be a soft, it might be Jesus, but I think it's... Oh, my God. It's, it's Jesus. <gasps> oh, I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my Jesus. In her 2005 profile of Applewhite, Suzanne Rain, and I'm just saying that in case she comes back up again as, like, if if I say Rain, it's one of the people that researched his life. Okay. Speculates that he had a schizophrenic episode. I literally, right before you said that, when you, when I was going to say, sounds like schizophrenia. Yeah. Claimed that he had had some sort of schizophrenic break around Ugh. that, around that time when he meet in, so in like 1972. Yeah. Like, around that the time. The voices weren't, maybe not. Yeah. Of, yeah. you know, Jesus or aliens or whatever. So Marshall moves out of his mom's place on 8 Mile and begins. Li- no. <laughs> You're going to confuse people. <laughs> Marshall moves in with Bonnie. Bonnie Nettles. Okay. And although they cohabitated, their relationship was not known to be sexual. They were just buddies. All right. Fulfilling his lifelong wish to have a deep and loving yet completely platonic relationship. Okay. She was fucking married. <gasps> and this fucking dude moves into her crib. What? First of all, yeah. She had this two. Is like some had, auto up in the attic shit. Yeah, well, except the fucking husband knew. What? Uh, she was married with two children, but after she became close with Applewhite, her husband divorced her. Yeah. And she lost custody of the kids. Uh huh. Marshall, Applewhite. Is she old? They were. They. I think they were pretty comparable in age. Okay. Actually. All right. Okay. Uh, I don't know when she was born because our story really kind of follows. It kind of follows Marshall. Yeah, yeah. A little more, but. She, you know, she's telling him, like, I knew I was going to meet you because of aliens. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I That's think I'm probably Jesus. why and her husband was like, fuck this shit, I'm I out. I literally was about to do, but I had to burp. <laughs> fuck this shit, I'm out. Uh, so and he, I'm taking the kids. <laughs> oh, my God. At this point, he broke off all communication with his family because he did have a few siblings. His parents were, you know, his yeah, mom, mom was still alive. And he completely cut himself off and... Him and Bonnie just kick it all the time. He saw her as his soulmates. But no sex. No, nothing sexual. No, nothing sexual. All right. Uh, some of his homies were like, she's got something on him. Like, she's she has control of him. She has so much influence mm. over him. Um, And so Susan Rain, again, mm-hmm. writes that Bonnie was responsible for reinforcing his emerging delusional beliefs. Mm-hmm. So there's something going on with him, and she's kind of stoking the flame. She's into it. It fucking yeah. She's, she's got like, something going on thinks, too. Maybe yeah, she thinks it's like divine. Yeah. She's like yeah yeah yeah. Embrace yeah. the voices you're hearing in your fucking brain. Mm-hmm. So they kick it for a long time, and they open a bookstore together. Oh. Known as the Christian Arts Center, 
which carried books from a variety of different philosophies. Okay. Religious backgrounds, stuff like that. They also launched a venture known as No Place, K-N-O-W Place, to teach classes on mysticism and all their other kind of fringe, okay. kind of fringe beliefs. So that didn't last long either, and they closed all their businesses. And in February of 1973, they resolved, they just kind of were like, let's just take this show on the road. Let's mm-hmm. take our little burgeoning doctrine and just go travel. Oh, buddy. Yeah. So another person who researched this um, describes their travels as a restless, intense, often confused, peripatetic spiritual journey. Uh, while traveling, they had little money and occasionally resorted to selling their blood or working odd jobs for much-needed funds. So, I mean, they were fucking broke. They were living on bread, selling their blood, living out of a car. Wait, they were selling their blood? They were selling their blood and working. How did I miss that? Crazy, you know, just whenever they, just wherever they could make money, they were doing it. So sometimes, that's, I guess, you used to make money for donating blood back in oh. the day. So, yeah. Oh, okay. They eventually land at one of their homies' house um, in Houston in 1974, and she became their first disciple or convert oh, okay. or whatever. Culty cult cults. It's, when they say convert, culty it's, pre- cults. it's pretty culty. So they are sourcing a lot of their information from lots of different places. Um, they were interested in the life of St. Francis of Assisi they read books by you know R.D. Lang, Richard Bach. They kept a King James version of the Bible with them and studied several passages from the New Testament, focusing on teachings about Christology, Cults. which is yeah, which is like the stuff Jesus did. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, no, no. I'm a, I'm just meant like when cults totally are the ones that go like let's pull this and this and this and this and this and this and mash it all together to make our own thing yeah they also studied uh asceticism which is like uh like an indian indian philosophy of like minimalism it's like one of the things that buddha practiced but didn't oh he was when he was seeking enlightenment he like deprived himself of everything but okay and that's like asceticism i don't know if i'm saying that right but gotcha apple white Marshall also read science fiction, including works by Arthur C. Clarke. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't start your own little th- religion mm-hmm. and just pull a bunch of fucking not science fiction shit into it. Yeah, so they you just can't. At this point, they're kind of you know they're making a religion. Sounds they're like certainly it. Certainly that they are working on something oh. and and just pulling in some fucking. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy oh, bullshit. Guardians of the Galaxy. So they That's literally not what I meant to say. I meant to say um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to oh, the Galaxy. Which funny story. This is episode forty-two. Oh yeah, I meant to talk about that earlier. Yeah, you said you wanted to call it something specific. The life, the universe, and everything. The answer is forty-two. Also, yeah. Miles Morales. I don't know. Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Uh huh. Peter uh, <laughs> Miles Morales was bitten by Spider Forty-Two. Okay. Also, was also Jackie Robinson's number, I think. Who? Jackie Robinson, baseball player. <clears throat> <laughs> so they believed that they had been chosen, Marshall and old girl. Bonnie? Bonnie. 
are under the impression that they are the chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies and they've been given higher level minds than other people. Okay, Scientology. Mm-hmm. This is like, Ron nine, this is like, this is like 1973-ish, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And they wrote a pamphlet that described Jesus. A what? A pamphlet. A what? A pamphlet. A pamphlet? A pamphlet? Who says pamphlet? That's what it's called, you absolute weirdo. It's weird. a pamphlet. Pamphlet? Does that even feel right? Pamphlet. You absolute... A pamphlet? <laughs> There's not... no such thing as a pamphlet. That's... I've it's literally a always called it a pamphlet. <laughs> then somebody should have corrected you a lot. A pamphlet. Pamphlet. No, pamphlet. Dog. A pamphlet. This is so crazy this right now. This is so dumb. You're going to clown You're... yourself for this later. Pamphlet. I, like, want to do, like, a Google how do you say it or something. Do it, you fucking weirdo. This is going to be but the weirdest my, episode my of this Amazon, podcast ever. My, my person is um, English, so. They'll still, it's, there's a whole ass different letter missing. How to, sorry about, I'm doing this. How to pronounce, <laughs> wait, how do you spell it? Oh, you want to know how to spell it? P-A-M-P-H-L-E-T, right? Yeah. It has a pamphlet. You fucking donut. No. What? I'm leaving all of this in. Pamphlet? Yes. I've never. Why did you were. So, you like, had to you know, do a Google. Back in the day when you like would make one on You've like, never PowerPoint. said the word pamphlet before. Yes, some, I have. Really? You used to be able to make them on like PowerPoint. Yeah, it's a pamphlet. Now we're calling it pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> pamphlet? Hold on, hold on. The fuck are you talking hold about? Pamphlet. <laughs> Jesus. My life is a lie. Pamphlet? Pa- yes. Just everyone's, no one says pamphlet ever. <laughs> that sounds like a weird brand of tampon. I've never said pamphlet in my life. Yes, you have. You're no, it'd be insane. Like, You've your completely project is derailed to make us. a pamphlet. <laughs> you feel how unnatural that is now? No. Jesus. Mother. All right, moving on. So anyway, wow. they wrote a pamphlet. I hate that so hard. That described Jesus's reincarnation <laughs> as a Texan. Okay, a thin, okay. Which was a thinly veiled reference to Marshall, like Marshall's Jesus mm-hmm, guys. Mm-hmm. Come on. Furthermore, they concluded that they were the two witnesses described in the Book of Revelation. So they're like the two prophets or something from the book, the end times. Prophets. They were the prophets. The two prophets. Jesus. That's gonna go that's gonna go in the feed for all time. Cannot. They occasionally would visit churches and other spiritual groups to speak about their identities, often often referring to themselves as the two or the UFO two. No. Because they believed that they would be killed. Betty and Barney already take that. Yeah, right? <laughs> no shit. They believed that they would be killed and then restored to life and, in the view of others, transported onto a spaceship. What the fuck? Yeah. What the actual... What are you... What? This event, which they referred to as the demonstration, was to prove their claims. To their dismay, nobody really believed them. Weird. Everybody was like, huh? It's because they say pamphlet. Y'all are going to get <laughs> killed like some people in the Bible and go but up on aliens. there on a spaceship. Yeah. How? 
all what? So yeah. How do that, you like follow the well, never mm-hmm, mind. They're just mashing mm-hmm, everything together. Okay, mm-hmm. continue. So in uh, This has gotta get bad. Oh, but it's gonna get so bad. In August of 1974, 1974, 1974, Apple White was arrested. That's our Marshall. He was arrested in Harlington, Texas, for not returning a rented car from Missouri. Well, that was just rude. He was extradited to St. Louis and jailed for six months. Damn. He maintained, the whole time he was like, no, God said I could have that car. Oh, buddy. He was divinely authorized me to keep that. This is not how that works, buddy. Well, hey, listen, it worked Enterprise for Enterprise needs you to give their cars back. He <laughs> he subsequently, while he's in prison, he keeps, you know, his, his mentality is uh-huh. still, he's still developing ideas, and he kind of abandoned occult ideas, which had been a part of their stuff up till then, in favor of extraterrestrials and evolution. So he kind of flipped up on some of his beliefs. All right. And after he gets out, he and old girl resolve that they're going to contact the extraterrestrials. Bonnie. Bonnie, yeah. So they wanted to have, they thought the only way they could meet the extraterrestrials is if they had some followers. (laughs) So they published advertisements for meetings where they were recruiting disciples who they called the crew um, kind of like kind of like from Star Trek at the events that they would they would you know they would be buying these advertisements I don't know where they were getting money at this point but they were getting these ads they were having these events and they were talking about they were representatives of beings from um, the like higher planet the next level is the planet okay the next level right they sure. Yeah, and they were looking for these aliens. So Bonnie and Marshall are representatives of the next level who are looking for participants for an experiment. Okay. Okay. They claim that those who agree to take part in the experiment would be brought to a higher evolutionary level. Okay. This sounds so Scientology. Uh, Oh, dude. Nettles, uh, Bonnie and he refer to themselves as guinea and pig. Like, one of them was Guinea, the other was Pig. <laughs> it should have just been Bonnie and Clyde. Yowzers. No. But Guinea and Pig? Marshall described his yeah. role as a lab. I hope in... she was Guinea. I hope she was Guinea, too. <laughs> uh, that he was he was the lab instructor in this metaphor and served as the primary speaker, while Bonnie occasionally interjected clarifying remarks or corrections. The two, sp- they would never really talk to people that would come to the event. What? Only taking phone numbers with which they could contact them. Oh my. All right. This is before text messages. They're fucking calling you. They initially. This is crazy. This is so fucking weird. They initially named their organization the Anonymous Sexaholic Celibate Church. What? But it soon became known as the Human Individual Metamorphosis. Okay. Okay. Him? Yeah. Him. It went from ask. Human Anonymous Sexaholic Celibate Church. What the fuck? Yeah. And then, yeah. So Marshall believed in the ancient astronaut hypothesis, which kind of talks about how aliens visited humanity in the past and placed humans on Earth and would return to, like, get a couple of them. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of, like, ancient alien, like, ancient Uh. astronaut meddling in human affairs. But so in in his version... 
aliens are going to come and get like the worthy. You know, they're going to come scoop a couple of y'all. Okay. Parts of this teaching bear similarities to the reformed Christian concept of election, likely owing to Marshall's Presbyterian upbringing. Yeah. He often discussed extraterrestrials using phrases from Star Trek and stated no. that, and stated that no. and stated that aliens communicated with him through the show. Fuck off. Don't you bring my beloved Star Trek into <sighs> Set this. Set your phasers to cult, baby. Oh my god. Anybody oh, please tell me he had he like people with shirts, red shirts or some shit. Uh, no. Okay. Not, on the show, you know, like the, they all like specific yeah. color shirts always die. Yeah. So they did this. They, they went to California. They're all over the place for people with no fucking money. Oh my gosh. And at, yeah, I, I think at this point they've kind of cultivated a little bit of a following. Yeah. And they're making some revenue off of these meetings or whatever. Oh my God. Off their pamphlets. So they go to, <laughs> they go to speak to like, like new age people you know, believer people like at a convention in April 1975. And at this meeting, they persuaded about half of the 50 attendees to leave with them. Whoa. Yeah. They all just peaced out and left, abandoned their families, everything. To oh, just, no. Yeah. They would often go to like college campuses. And at a meeting in Oregon in September 1975, they had further recruitment success. About 30 people left their homes to follow the pair, prompting interest from media outlets. So like, they essentially disappeared. I just like can't all these thirty. Them. These thirty motherfuckers like committed to leaving their family, their lives, what their the ev- bank account, everything, just peace. That is so. They must have had a fucking compelling so speech. So, uh, dude, right? The coverage was largely negative. You know, people mocked the group. They were all Trekkies and ta- <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of Star Wars fans. They knew it was a cult. Uh, the, and Star were, Wars. Yeah, all the people who didn't receive it well were star wars fans Mm. that was a bad joke (laughs) (laughs) so commentators and some former members mocked the group and leveled accusations of brainwashing against uh marshall and bonnie and the people that have researched this say that they were only seeking like devout followers so like we're only looking for people that are going to do whatever the fuck we say Aren't all cult leaders that way, though? Mm -hmm. So, Benjamin E. Zeller, who is an academic uh, who studies new religions, notes that uh, Bonnie and Marshall's teachings focused on salvation through individual growth and sees this similar to current in the New Age movement. So, it's like just like New Age, Mm -hmm. you know, weird fringe beliefs. Likewise, the importance of personal choice was also emphasized uh, Bonnie and Marshall denied connection with the New Age movement, viewing it as a human creation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people think that their success in recruiting people was because of like they had a really bizarre mix of like New Age and Christian and literal fucking spaceships and all this shit. Um, and yeah. m- most of the people that were going over to their 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 squad or their crew, I guess, crew is what they called it were young and interested in occultism or otherwise lived outside of the mainstream society mm-hmm. so low not to be but like low-hanging fruit easy easy people easy easy marks you know sure. people that that are looking for answers you know yeah yeah and they, they these people came from a variety of religious backgrounds including scientology <gasps> yeah sure. so a lot of them were new age teaching kind of followers 
and they they all made for easy converts for them. He Marshall talked about how followers would reach a higher level of being from changing like from a caterpillar to a butterfly. This okay. this was used in like all their early pamphlets. Pamphlets. <laughs> he said it's a literal biological change into a different species, casting his teachings as scientific truth in line with secular naturalism. So he's like, no, it's literal biological change. You're going to literally change into something else. You're going to be okay. physically and mentally enlightened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, by the 1970s, kind of stopped referring to his movement as a religion seeing it as inferior to science. He was like trying to really ride like the science side of like, we can biologically evolve through. Okay. Yeah. And so in 1975, Apple White, who is Marshall and Bonnie had taken the names Bo and Peep. What about Gideon Pig? Yeah. I don't know, man. Now they're Bo and Peep? Well, it's because they were, they were shepherds tending their 70 people like a flock. They were like, now y'all are the guinea pigs and we're yes, the bow pigs. Yes, yes. Hmm. So they completely separated themselves from earthly desires. To It was like, that's the first step. So do they have like a like a, a place at this point? Not, at, at this point, they're literally living like nomads. They would go to like oh. parks and stay okay. and they were really fucking creepy So people. how do their followers like... They're going with them. Okay. So people... Um, like camping basically. yeah essentially they would have to renounce all of their worldly attachments Weird. friends family media drugs alcohol jewelry facial hair they couldn't have and they couldn't have sex couldn't even associate anything with sex um they had to like take on new names what? that had three con that had um it had to end in o-d-y and have three consonants in the first syllable. That's difficult. <laughs> the names are ridiculous. Uh, like Rakodi spelled R-K-K-O-D-Y. Jamodi, J-M-M-O-D-Y. And no. Levodi, L-V-V-O-D-Y. Yeah. No. It, it's, it emphasized that they were, sp- his, that for some reason, it made them spiritual children. Okay. So they were super just nomadic. They would stay at campgrounds and they wouldn't talk to anyone about what they were about. Like mm-hmm. They wouldn't talk about their beliefs. If they weren't like already in the yeah. group or whatever at yeah. this point. And so nobody's got any kind of contact with the outside. Like it's all completely, mm-hmm. you know, they're indoctrinated. Yeah. I mean, as fuck. Yeah, they're fucking brainwashing them and cutting them off from society and their families yeah. and anybody's going to fucking help them get out of and this madness. To, and they have to kind of act in a uniform way, which I've found is like, I've heard is like a really culty, yeah. like your hair has to be brushed this way. You have to shave your face this way. Yeah. You have to wear these clothes. You have to do this at this time and become so codependent. Ugh. Yeah. Fucked up, man. So because earlier they had said that they believed themselves to be the two witnesses they in they were to be they were thinking they're gonna get killed because that's what happens to the two prophets or whatever in the bible they're killed okay and so they're 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 afraid they're gonna get assassinated logic yeah and (laughs) they think that you know him going to prison kind of contributed to his you know and, and people not really being responsive to his doctrine in the first place kind of kind of drove his mania if you will like kind of drove his 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 excitement for 
or his anxiety that he was going to be assassinated. Oh, God. Yeah. And that, you know, they were so obsessed with it. They were like, this is this is a prophecy. Like, we're going to be killed. We're going to be assassinated or whatever. They lay when it didn't happen. But they like, it was like, they were accepting of it though, right? Like. No, I mean, they were stressed out. They were fucking oh. scared of it. Yeah. Oh. Because they believed it. Yeah, but I thought it was like if that's yeah. what's supposed to happen, then they would be like accepting of it. Like, oh, yeah. that's what's supposed to happen. So. Yeah. Uh, they later said that it was the way that the media and the press had treated them was assassination. Okay. And it was... it was Of metaf- your character. And it had fulfilled their prophecy because their character had oh, been assassinated. Oh, get out. Honestly, that's what they said. Oh. Yeah. yeah. They can't get more far out. Never mind. I don't even... Dude. And so Marshall, he kind of took this view of the Bible that it's a record of extraterrestrial contact with humanity. Being like Jesus, the angels, all of these these entities and these, you know, metaphysical are actually aliens. Sure. And so he didn't really mess too much with a lot of terminology, but he would really dive deep in the book of Revelation, but he would kind of put his own words on it. And he spin. Yeah, he would he would only lecture on a few verses, but like really played off of you know, apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Like apocalypse is coming. Okay. Apocalypse is inevitable. Uh, so by 1976, so a year after their bow and peep, now they're do and T. Stop it. Or do and T. Do and T. Is, is it D-O-E? It's D-O, so it's do oh. and T. Do and T. Dot. So yeah, dotty. Dotty. Uh, but Marshall, who is do, stated that these were meaningless names. In June 1976, they gathered their remaining followers in Wyoming and promised that there was going to be a UFO visit. Oh. But Bonnie comes comes out a couple hours later and she's like, guys, they canceled. You mean tea? Tea, yes. (laughs) She spilled the tea saying that the aliens weren't coming after all. Or pig? (laughs) Guinea? Guinea and pig, yeah. What was the other one? Doe and do and tea and guinea and pig and there's another one. It's bow and peep. That's the other one. Yeah, there it is. I knew there was another one. Yeah, man. They they changed their names a lot. I don't know if it was like arbitrary or if there was a reason. I have no idea. Uh, so they, you know, they they have this and they kind of they. It said that they separated them, like their followers, into little groups at this point, like sent them out into the world as little star clusters is what they called them. But so, okay. so that's just little, little that's a little constellations. So for pretty much the rest of the 70s, they're like nomadic. They're Whoa. living in campgrounds. They're living kind of literally like nomads. You know, they're living they're homeless, basically. Yeah. And but they become so dependent on Marshall, like so much so that, you know, he and he wouldn't really often communicate with them. He would have like letters put out or notes taken. He would co- correspond through correspondence, mm-hmm. and same He's like st- sincerely, sincerely, Bo Guinea Sup- T Supreme Marshall <laughs> Supreme Space Jesus Doe T Bo Peep <laughs> Guinea Pig Man. Ugh. And so I mean, it, it literally got to the it was to the point to where everyone they wouldn't even make a decision without considering what he would think or what he would do. And they say that it wasn't like. It, it was absolutely very culty, but a lot of the members were that, you know, that had been in the in the space with him had said that he has like a fatherly vibe and a laid back vibe. Oh. But they just so completely believed what he was 
what he was selling. What he was putting down. What he was giving out. Yeah, man. Okay. So somewhere around like 1979, 1980, the group received a bucket of money. Okay. Probably from an inheritance. Like a literal. Or donation. outside of their tent. It was just an actual bucket. Here's a, you guys, <laughs> I, I like this Space Jesus stuff. Here's $100,000 in a bucket. <laughs> Enjoy it. Don't go crazy, you kids. Come on now. There's a comet coming. Uh, the So they rented a couple of houses in Denver. And then inevitably they ended up back in Dallas, Texas. Always, this guy can't stay away from Texas. Back to Texas. Yeah. So they had about forty followers at this point, and they rented somewhere between two and three houses, depending on when they were in Denver and, and in Dallas. The leaders, being Marshall and Bonnie, mm-hmm. had their own house. Oh. Yeah, they would cover the fucking windows. They Bonnie and and Marshall arranged that like their followers' life to be more like a boot camp that would prepare them for the next level, which is this alien planet for their experiments. They referred to the house as a craft regimenting the lives of all of their followers down to the minute. Students who were not committed to this lifestyle were encouraged to leave. (laughs) Departing members were even given financial assistance. Uh, Yes, please. Yeah. Write me my check. Marshall was, was famous for wanting quality over quantity in his followers. Although can't he, argue with that. Although he sometimes talked about like, well, we could use some, we could use some new blood in here, you know. But they were so private that when they were living this like nomadic lifestyle mm. before they settled, they they wouldn't like accept people. They wouldn't talk yeah, to people, even know. people that like knew about it and wanted in. So they wouldn't weird. let people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1980, Bonnie and Marshall had about 80 followers. Many wow. of them who held jobs often working with computers, which is a big piece um, of how they generated money at kind of the beginning of the internet. They made websites and shit like this oh. as an organization. Oh, okay. And their website, uh, I don't know where else to put this, still up, still from the last update, which we'll talk about at the end. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. it's crazy. I should have I saved that. Sorry. Well, well. In 1982, <laughs> Marshall and Bonnie allowed their disciples to call their families. How nice. You guys can talk to your people. Then That's they, actually really surprising. They kind of relaxed some of their policies, you know, allowing people to visit their families on Mother's Day and stuff like that. They were allowed, you know, to go out for small times, but instructed to tell their families that they were studying computers at a monastery. Uh, okay. You can go home, but here's your fucking story. We love you. Yeah. I'm Space Jesus and we love you sign in blood <laughs> yeah they were these they and and it's thought that they did that to kind of relax families outside sure oh like, i'm sure let's placate them let's relax yeah. them a little bit let's not stress them out yeah okay so things kind of take a turn here in 1983 bonnie has eye surgery as a result of cancer what she lived for two more years and she died in 1985 <gasps> So this is like the yin to the yang. Oh, this yeah. is like she had eye cancer. She had eye cancer. She had cancer. Yeah, yeah. And it resulted in her death. Dang. All right. And so, kind of just up to this point, he'd always been telling people. They'd always been telling people, we won't have to die. Yeah. To do this evolution yeah, yeah. to get yeah. to the next level. It's like totally like a fucking Elron Hubbard. Bullshit. And then Bonnie fucking 
died. She didn't he die from cancer too? Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know if it was cancer, but he died. It was something, something, yeah. I think like, he had like a. I don't know. I think he had I like a gnarly was, stroke or. I thought it was cancer. It might have been. <laughs> I don't know because it was like he wasn't supposed to get. Well, we're not talking about yeah, this. Is a whole not, other fucking this is not, book. This is pretty. Pretty similar. <laughs> so his official statement was that she had, in fact, traveled to the next level. Oh, they did the same thing in Scientology. Because she had too much energy to remain on Earth. Oh, girl. Abandoning. Girl. She had abandoned her body to make the journey to a spaceship that was going to take her to the next level, which is a planet, you know, super believable. She was like, pew. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he kind of spun the doctrine. Uh-huh. He flipped up. And uh, one only one person left the cult or the religion at that point, because they were like, "Lonely people." You said all along that we were going to be able to live through it, and so at this point, Marshall or Dew or Bo Peep, Guinea Pig Man, Space (laughs) Jesus gets really bummed out. He Uh he makes claims that Bonnie's still communicating with him, of course, but he's suffering from a crisis of faith, which I think, as a cult leader, not a great. Not a great thing, you know. Not at least not to tell, mm-hmm. not to be open about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got his back though, and at the end of it, at the end of his depression, he symbolically married all of his followers. It was okay. like this whole thing, like we're all you one, we're united. We're all one. Yeah, he also said that he had been left behind by Bonnie because he still had more to learn, but she had like already figured it all out. Okay. He felt that she occupied a higher spiritual role than he did, and he began to identify her as the father, and often referring to her with male pronouns. Oh, okay. Fuck, man. Maybe he was ahead of his time. Do you? Yeah, so from here on, it's like his role. Like, he's the he's the only... Yeah, he's the only one left. Yeah. I yeah. mean, leader-wise. He encouraged uh, his followers to see him as Christ. As in that he was the only way to salvation. He maintained some aspects of their original scientific teachings, but in the in the eighties, the group became more like a religion and its focus on faith and submission to his authority, like bending to his will type. Oh, shit. good. So also after Bonnie died, he obviously changed his view of ascension, which is them going to the next level, which is literally that's the best you could come up with. Next level. Did he fucking change his uh, view on sex too and start fucking boning everybody? Because I feel like that's what's going to happen next. Actually, there's no boning in this one. Oh, this is like right. a bone free. I feel like that's just always like a go to for cult leaders. A lot of so boning. Like, and now none of you get to have sex with your husbands and wives, I'm, but I'm having sex with everybody. I'm fucking every one of you. Look at, <laughs> I'm looking my eyes. I'm fucking you. Uh, he. So then he said originally that the group would physically ascend from the earth and that death caused reincarnation. But when Bonnie died, um, which left an unchanged corporeal body, forced him to say that the ascension could be spiritual. He then concluded that her spirit had traveled to a spaceship and received a new body and that his followers and he would do the same. In his view, the biblical heaven was actually a planet on which highly evolved beings dwelt and physical bodies were required to ascend there. Meaning like your body is the fuel to how you, you know, how you get there. He he emphasized that Jesus, whom he believed was an extraterrestrial, came to earth, was killed, 
and bodily rose from the dead before being transported onto a spaceship. Okay? I, I just... I Jesus don't. was on a goddamn spaceship. You cannot say God his dad, damn his in the dad, same his dad, Jesus. damn, his dad, damn. That's not any better. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's that's kind of a crazy notion, right? Oh no, it's totally sane. Yeah. Like everything you've set up to this point. Yeah, man. Uh, so by the '90s, membership was down. I in, can't believe this has gone on for decades. It goes on for a good little gripper later. Um, oh my gosh! So one of the things that I thought was uh, really interesting, and you just brought it up, is that he, after she died, becomes like really paranoid that people are trying to kill him or that somebody's trying to bring down his organization, and he starts talking about the apocalypse left, right, and center, comparing Earth to an overgrown garden that was to be recycled or rebooted, and humanity was a failed experiment. Yeah, so, humanity. Yeah, humanity has failed. He That's, pretty much he starts calling pretty much everybody. Well, um, we have the Earth and all of the people on it. Yeah, he succeeding. Con- what the hell? Yeah, he contended that most humans had been brainwashed by Lucifer, but that his followers could break free of this control. He specifically cited sexual urges as the work of Lucifer. Kind of saying that, like... This is a pro- All these people just needed to get laid. Sexual urges <laughs> were the, like, the thing keeping us from ascending to the next level. And, like, a, I want to say, like, um, like eight or nine so, members of the church got surgically castrated. Ah! Uh, him being one of them. And they were, like, <gasps> excited about it. They were like, this is the last step. Like, literally, they got surgically castrated. They, like, traveled all over the U.S. to find a surgeon who would do it for them, citing religious... That is yeah. horrible. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. And they were, like, a giddy about it. So the group goes on all through the 80s and into the 90s. They really kind of um, bump, like... Did even the females get castrated? No, to my knowledge, it was it was all dudes. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, seven others, eight people got surgically castrated, and they ended up getting it done in Mexico. Oh, no. Yeah. He said that the, the beings on Next Level had no reproductive organs. There would be no marriage in heaven. So um, let them take it when I get up there, homie. Yeah, and he, his whole thing was we're a non-sexual family. You're not a man. You're not a woman. You're not any of these things. You can not identify as a male or female, but so yeah, what? yeah. They inevitably they end up like buying some land and trying to start like a compound, you know. But they they don't have enough resources, and so that falls Shocking. flat. Yeah. So they they really used the internet in the I was beginning. Do something really awful. <laughs> I was gonna be like, they didn't have the balls. They literally didn't. To- <laughs> No. Jesus. Bad. So No, it's it's not Jesus. He's Let's fast forward a little bit because I think we get a kind of a grip on what these these group is. They're they believe in alien space Jesus. Yeah, next you've, you've level. You've unloaded a lot. Bonnie's dead. Oh, and now I... it's plate. October 1996. Wow. So there's I'm about, already born. There's there's a group This is happening and I'm alive. Yeah. You yeah. too. I was here. I was definitely here. <laughs> Uh, there are, you know, the, the numbers have dwindled just based on the, but it goes on, you know, it lasts from the seventies yeah, to the, no, you know, that's insane. mid, mid nineties. Especially with, with him not having like 
a huge like they never had a huge like, following fun, like yeah. or fun like yeah. scientology whereas yeah. all the fucking money, they came into some money a couple of times but it was mostly right. like luck you know right yeah or you know brainwashed people one, getting inheritance one yeah. rich person joining yeah. the yeah, yeah. In October 1996, the group rented a rancho, uh, a mansion. They rented a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, California. That year, they recorded two video messages in which they offered their viewers a last chance to evacuate Earth. Around the same time, they learned of the approach of Comet Haley Bop. Applewhite now believed, and that's Marshall, that Bonnie was aboard a spaceship trailing the comet. And that she planned a rendezvous with, rendezvous with them. He told his followers that the vessel would transport them to uh, a new place. And that a government conspiracy was attempting to suppress word of the spaceship. In addition, he stated that his deceased followers would be taken by the vessel. As well, a belief that resembled the Christian rapture. Oh, all right. So he's kind of saying like, yo, now it's time. And these videos are publicly available. And he, he's, we all need, like, is he saying they all need to die? He's not saying that, but he's saying there's a spaceship coming. But the Bonnie's but, dead and she's on there. My dead disciples are dead and they're de- going to be on dead there. Dead disciple. Okay. Yep. 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 So and how these he, people are doing like farewell video, like goodbye videos. It's, it's a video that offers their people the last chance to evacuate Earth. That's all it says so far. Okay. 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 Yeah. In late March '97, so a couple months later, you know, we were in October. Now we're in March. The group isolated themselves and recorded farewell statements. Okay. Ooh. Many members praised Marshall in their final messages. Describe and their remarks are just like uh-huh. the gospel. Uh-huh. They're just uh-huh. speaking uh-huh. the fucking word. I like we said that because mm-hmm. I weirdly think i just remembered something about this and knew that yep yep but i can't remember i don't know how it i don't know this is still all new news to me i don't know how it ends not so well. not well our guy marshall records a video and he calls it the final exit and remarks this just sounds like a it, you know what it reminds me of the following Mm-hmm. The show, the, the mm-hmm. show, the following, mm-hmm. where they all follow. Yeah, they all follow <laughs> the guy. That's another good show, by the way. Yeah, so good. He says in the video, "We do, in all honesty, hate this world." There's nothing really else to say than what happens. Oh my God, beam me up. Yeah, Scotty. Uh, Marshall settled on suicide because he said that the group would ascend during his lifetime, so appointing a successor was unfeasible. So what happens is, in the video, he's, he he pretty much commits that they're going to commit mass suicide. Yeah, I felt like in my bones that was coming. Yeah, so most of the members in the mansion, and it didn't all take place in this mansion. Other people had gotten it, gotten this message remotely as well. They knew what was up. Great. They took barbiturates and alcohol. The barbiturates were, I heard, mixed in with applesauce. Mm-hmm. And they would... They would chase it with vodka, and then they would place bags over their heads. And so what? they were they were doing it like four or five at a time. Like somebody was ushering them. Oh, and, and they get covered in something. They get covered in a, I want to say it's like a red shroud over their head. Something like that. They were all 
they all wore Nike shoes and black uniforms with patches on their arms like Star Trek uh-huh. that said Heaven's Gate away team. Heaven's Gate. This is Heaven's Gate. Yeah, that's what the cult Mother became known as. Yeah. Fucker. And the website's still up. Yeah. And it's like red alert. It's is flashing because that's what all of the people. Beep, beep, yeah. Beep. No, that's Red Alert is fucking Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. There's so many. Yeah. I like don't know. They all had the same amount of money in their pocket. It was like a couple of bucks. They're all wearing the same thing. Yeah. Um, the deaths occurred over three a... days. Oh my God. Marshall was one of the last four because they did it in groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was I one of the last ones like, to die. Passed out from the. An anonymous tip led the sheriff's department to search the mansion. They found 39 bodies there. Oh. It was the largest group suicide involving U.S. citizens since the 1978 mass suicide of 920 Americans in Jonestown. Yeah. Yeah. Applewhite's body was found seated on the bed of the mansion's master bedroom. Um, He didn't have cancer, but he did have some other mental issues. Um, That's pretty much that's pretty much it, man. Um, Yeah. He was a he was a guy that ran a cult and uh, like forty people died because of it. Well, they took their own lives. They did, yeah. It's another. It was another Jones. He was saying they were gonna go hop up on a spaceship with Bonnie. I thought it was that when you were getting into yeah. it. Yeah. So sorry, I. I've I didn't know all those other like. I don't know. He that, led an interesting life wild. leading up, and sorry if I did too much. I just I yeah. felt like you got to know the dude. I some point she claimed to be pregnant too like she thought she not that i didn't do too much into bonnie because like she was kind of just like goading him on yeah you know but she was certainly seen as one of the you know the people that is and he clearly had like such an emotional connection with her you know it's just so it's a weird story that he had like such a like a sexual history in his earlier and then like to re- yeah. having to remove himself from jobs because he you know couldn't yeah. resist yeah. like he probably he probably thought there people. was something he probably thought there was something wrong with him probably and he didn't know how to cope with it so he yeah. started a fucking cult oh my god jesus he got castrated jesus that is so fucked yeah so that is the story of heaven's gate and you can literally heaven's gate you can yeah. literally go to heavensgate.com and, and it's the same exact I've go- I know I've looked at They're the pictures. They're saying that like that's why I knew they were yeah. been like all covered in. Something. And they made a bunch of money doing website development. That's why he yeah. was like everybody's working yeah. on computers. And he, you know, and they're they're saying like it's bizarre, like somebody's paying for the website to still be up. Oh, that's yeah. There's like <gasps> former members. That's wild. You know, like they still yeah. There's like, still people who are like yeah. I mean like it. honest to god, that's you go to the website, it's the nuts. exact like the UFO two like this and that. Oh my like, god! And because I went there just looking for information. Did you? I literally went there. Did yeah. Now up? I'm on a list. Did you sign up? So I got you some applesauce mm-hmm. and a shot of vodka. Ah! Um, and my buddies on a spaceship in space. I find it really bizarre that they all wore Nikes. They were like right out of the box, crispy <laughs> ass like, Nikes. Yeah. It's like they, I, I don't know, but that's like a big piece. And those, those, those brands of Nikes have become like crazy. The Heaven's Gate, like Nike collector, shoes? like for dark oh tourism and stuff. Yeah. Wow, good job. Thanks, man. That's a heavy one. Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Bang. You went like, like you did like a deep dive about it, about a lot that I didn't know. That's why I was like back and forth whether or not that's what it was. Yeah. I didn't the doctrine really is super that. crazy to me. The fact that 
it was literally like uf because that's like totally up my alley like cults and ufos yeah. like it yeah in the beginning it was kind of just like an honest fascination and then i was like oh my god this right. is really this is so fucking dark this is fucked up so crazy like they weren't they weren't involved in their family's lives mm-hmm. like they the cult was their family yeah like there weren't kids so total kids scientology nothing shit. like that yeah oh my god I don't know if we'll ever talk on Scientology, but it's so if much. If you know anything about it, just go, go watch Leah. Leah Remini's already doing a great job. Her show's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I we flip flopped. Normally, I'm the one with the big heavy episode. Big old stuff. floppy episode on this one, guys. <laughs> big old floppy boy. Dip it. Dip your tit in that floppy boy. So I said it. I mine is basically just kind of. A compilation of like different people's stories about okay um well i'll just go ahead and say it it is people describing the creepiest things they've ever experienced in hotels Ooh, because i personally had a really creepy hotel experience oh yeah and i don't know i just found this i've only I, had like really annoying hotel experience annoying hotel experience i stayed in indianapolis for indianapolis, indianapolis. uh probably like a year ago for work Mm -hmm. and somebody the guy that i was going down there to work with guy i work with sent me a link to a hotel yeah so i'm like all right cool i trust him he was like it's a new hotel this or that but apparently he sent me the wrong link and i booked the worst hotel in the universe oh i don't remember you halfway through the night the fire alarms go off oh i do remember like four o'clock in the morning yeah it was terrible yeah yeah, and i had like a 12 hour day the next day was the worst Mine was a hotel in Vegas. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before. If I have, eh, I don't even know if I know this story. But, oh no, I know I've told you. I was there with my mom and my dad. Or no, I was there with just my mom. We were there for like a work thing. Okay. And I think it, I can't remember specifically the hotel, but I'm pretty sure it was Mandalay Bay. At the Mandalay Bay. And I was exhausted because I would, you know gamble and drink at night and then mm-hmm. have to get up fucking early mm-hmm. the next morning living your best life yeah and so like mom was like i'm gonna go take a shower and i was oh. like i like laid on my stomach and just like knocked the fuck out or i was about to i was like sure. like right on the verge of falling asleep right and right in my ear literally like it sounded like somebody was right in my ear just said hey Mm-mm. and i was like i literally flipped over like Scoot up. I was like, Mom! And I <laughs> Mom, look over, sleep. What the hell? And the bathroom door is shut. The water drink. She's in the shower. It was so fucking oh. scary. It was like one of those times where it like... Defo, it was defo a ghost. It, it wasn't... I, I know for a fact it wasn't like a dream thing. Yeah. Because like I was like wanted to sleep and that pulled me the fuck out yeah. of sleep. I just like sat up in the bed and was like, okay. I'm awake. Let's go gamble. Fucking nap. <laughs> Oh, geez. So these aren't all like that, but I just found it really interesting. Okay. None of them have authors. It's just like a compilation of stories. Okay. But I find that... Because we would have asked. Oh, yeah. I would have you know, cited them, but this sure. specific website that I found them all on didn't, didn't sure. cite them. Let's get it. But it is by... The article itself that I got them all from is by a man named Aaron Edwards. So I would okay. at least credit him. Thank you, Mr. So, Edwards. I am going to be reading you some people's, like, first-hand experiences. Let's get it. Okay? Yeah. So, the first one is... Okay, so, I'm going to go into the first one. I'm. They all have, like, titles, but I'm not going to read them. She doesn't like that... to give things away. I don't like to give things away. Heaven's Gate. 
I waited till the very ass end. Okay. So before my family and I moved to another state, my father went and visited the area to check on the progress of our new house, which was being built. My father was there for a few days and was staying at some crappy Motel 6 in a shady area of town. What could go wrong? Yeah. You never want to stay in a motel. His room was the last room at the end of the hallway on the top floor. In the middle of the night, on the last night, he was in town. He was awoken by the phone ringing in his room. He groggily answers. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. It was the front desk, and they say something along the lines of, sorry to wake you, but we've been receiving a couple of reports about rooms being broken into and some stuff being swiped. Okay. We're calling to make sure you lock your door and that you're safe. And he says, my father replies that he's fine, oh, you know, okay. whatever, and he hangs up. He decides to go double check his lock to the door to make sure, sure it's locked. Yeah. Obvious. That's exactly what I would do. You'd um, put a chair and a table. You would never bolt the door. Fall we would, asleep in you'd a never go to sleep. hotel or a motel without the fucking door double locked. Get the fuck out <laughs> right, of here. Right. There's always the top thing and the mm-hmm, little mm-hmm. like bo- no. Yeah. Get out of here. Somebody in that place has a key. Lock it all up. And they can always make a key if they don't have a key. Mm. I'm locking the fuck out of that door. Andrea loves staying in hotels. I, I don't think I could. <laughs> I don't. I I don't think I could ever stay in a hotel by myself. Yeah. I don't. Mm-mm. There was one time I had to do it. I was by myself. And I slept. I was so fucking turned, bored the whole time. I turned all the lights on and the TV on. I fell asleep with all the lights on and the TV on. You did good. Anyway. You're brave. So, he decides to go double check the jabber chick. Drebber. He decides to go double check that he locked the door. He sits up in his bed and he notices that his door in his room is ajar. Oh, fuck These are true stories, by the way. Fuck off. This is not bullshit. Oh, shit. Right? Being spooked, he cautiously checks the room and finds that nothing is missing and no one else is in the room. So, he creeps to the door and peeks out. Sitting right outside of his room on the windowsill of the hallway window is his shaving kit. What? Yeah. Creeped out of his mind, he quickly grabs it, pulls it in, shuts the door, and locks the door. After he calms down a bit, he calls down to the front desk and says, hey, you just called me about a break-in, you know, break-ins around the hotel. I just want to report that my room was broken into when I was sleeping, but nothing was taken. I'm fine. Figured you would like to know. Oh, I don't... There's a twist coming. The front desk replies, you must be mistaken... We never called your room and we haven't received any reports of break-ins. Oh, shit. Can't you fathom? I'd shit my pants. I'd shit my pants. Bye. It's like, it's like, it's just a master thief just out there training. He just hit, that's just a night of practice is just general terror. Or like, what if he, what if, I mean. What what if if he was luring him? What if he dreamed that and like slept walked? I don't know. I mean, that could, like, that's. Well, you got to be really Hotels fucking crafty. Scary. You got to be really fucking crafty to break into the. You know, you can walk into a hotel. Yeah. But to get behind the guest desk. Oh no no no! And if it's the no, same I person, meant, like, you know, maybe he dreamt that they called him and he sleptwalked the door open. I don't. I mean, know. Oh, okay. You're saying it was all him. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was like a really creepy, crafty burglar. Calls him from the yeah. front desk. It could just be somebody being like a total shit. creeper. Mm-hmm. Like break and he was in. Like he grabbed the the bag thinking it. it no, or he grabbed the bag thinking it was like 
had like valuables in it and right. was like, oh, it's a fucking yeah. shaving kit and just left yeah. it outside the door. Jesus. Ew. Lock your doors. I've said this so many times. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Oh. Like I said, I don't. Oh. <laughs> Andrea had a stroke just now, guys. Like I said, I'm not going to give titles because I just feel like it gives stuff away and it's more. Andrea loves fucking surprises. Okay. Well, what if I started that story with. Guy, guy in broke in and found my shaving yeah. kit. Yeah. At call friend desk, there was no breaking in. <laughs> I hate when they do that. It's like they just copy it's like and paste you, the story in the title. It's like when you watch a trailer and it gives everything away and mm-hmm. all the funny parts. You like surprises. It's good. Okay. One of my brothers worked security in one of New York City's most upscale hotels. Okay. The security. That seems like a safe place. Yeah. The security. I would never work in a fucking hotel. I don't even want to. I don't. Dude, I got to go like behind the scenes in one of the big hotels in Louisville. Mm-hmm. I got to go like behind anything, everything for like an event, <laughs> and it's like a, it's like a city. Yeah, like the behind the walls. A lot. It's like a. It's, it's insane. Like a, a yacht. It's a city. It's like below deck on. I mean, there's hundreds of people working all the time. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Maybe not that many, but there's a lot of motherfuckers working. We Laundry had, room alone. Actually, when we were in to Chicago, mm-hmm. I actually had to call nine one one for our the front desk lady. Mm-hmm. That's a creepy. She's hotel getting story. harassed by two. Dudes. That's another hotel story yeah, of mine. Very yeah, unfortunate. She's getting harassed. I had to call nine one one. I mouthed to her, "Do you want me to call nine one one?" She was sweet. like, "Yeah." And I was like, I, was I got just, you home. I was down there just like flexing in the general direction of the bros. I yeah. Like, I also sliced my leg open on a fucking I thought that was going to be your hotel. hotel. I almost asked if like, if that was your hotel story because you were you Same friggin- hotel story. No. Oh my God. What? What? I've sliced my leg open. Mm-hmm. I've had a ghost whisper in my ear and had to call 911 for somebody. I get why you'd never want to go back to a hotel. Great. It's wonderful. Okay. He's working in one of New York's upscale hotels. The security desk received a frantic call during one of his night shifts. A guy was calling all freaked out that his wife was in the bath and was not breathing. My brother and Did another drowner, bro? My brother and another security <laughs> guard rushed upstairs to the room. Sure enough, they found a woman in the tub. She was unresponsive. My brother and the other guard got her out of the tub and attempted CPR. In oh, the Jesus. interim, during resuscitation attempts, the NYPD arrived. They told my brother to stop CPR because the lady was obviously dead oh no yeah and in their opinion had been for a couple of hours oh fuck the husband was questioned extensively he told law enforcement that he and his wife had a fight earlier in the evening he went out on his own and when he came back his wife was in the bath likely story buddy yeah right he says he went to bed at that point but later became concerned when his wife didn't come to bed also, who takes baths in hotels? Well, it's a really nice, well, rich, luxurious hotel. Okay, maybe. Still, there's been a lot of butts in yeah. there. <laughs> no. Privately, among all those present, the general consensus was that the husband had something to do with it. Obviously. But it could not be proven. A couple of weeks later, the room was again made available to guests. And of course, the incident was not mentioned. A woman who frequently stayed at the hotel made a reservation for a week and was assigned to that room. If this bitch dies, bro, she was. The I'm first... sorry to call her a bitch. If she dies, yeah, don't call her that. She's probably a sweet lady. That lovely woman. She was the first person to stay in the room since the incident. She came to the front desk first thing in the morning, very upset, and with all of her luggage in tow. She said that she was canceling the rest of her reservation and that she would never be staying in the hotel again. What had happened? She said that she did not sleep the entire night 
and that the room was haunted. Nuh-uh. No one at the hotel had mentioned to her what had previously transpired in the room. Why would they? While my brother worked there, every guest who stayed in the room called about strange going-ons and many asked to be switched to other rooms. Ooh! That's creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. And like creepy. right after it happened, she's like, yeah. fuck that, that, fuck yeah. that room. Yeah. And she's somebody who like frequented the hotel. Uh-uh. That's so creepy. That's super creepy. I don't know. Something about just these hotel stories just like totally intrigues me because like hotels kind of freak me out. Yeah. Just because you like, you don't know. You don't know what. What has and, happened in that and room. Imagine, and honestly, imagine all of the bad things that have happened in hotels yeah that no one knows about or like you know like stuff people got away with like you know that people have committed suicide and there's been murders yeah in rooms and they're not gonna they don't tell you that oh man unless it's like you unless know. it like makes the news yeah or it's like you a, know or something that's very well known that people go there to do like evps and shit i mean but. i feel like on shows like ncis like you can't stay in a hotel like everyone's died in in a hotel like i feel like every so, episode's like walking into a hotel like I, I it's funny because I actually love like going on like a trip yeah and staying in like a cool Same. hotel yeah, who doesn't? but not by myself and yeah no motels no motels no motels okay we do be pen and pension sometimes so we, we often stay in cheap hotels 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 no motels no <laughs> okay next story you ready for another yes I hope mine's a little I know this is not normally really what I do, but I just, yours, I knew yours I'm into was it. long. So. I'm into it. Okay. An older gentleman walks to the front desk at midnight asking for a room. I give him the details and check him in. He seemed normal and quite cordial. The gentleman goes to his room and a few hours later comes down to the front desk and asks me if I knew where to score some ecstasy. hey Who the fuck goes to the front desks and asks that? Excuse me, sir. Um, are you the concierge? Um, Hi, my room is great. Do you know where I can get some ecstasy? I enjoy the. I would enjoy it no? a lot more on some Maybe ecstasy. Some weed? Is that Maybe the code? Some cocaine. Ecstasy. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, but for real though, I tell him no, and he storms off out of the hotel, mumbling to himself, saying he wants to kill me. Oh. Now I don't feel. Don't have any goddamn ecstasy. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking slit his throat. He said, "Now I don't feel endangered by this guy." As I have a weight height advantage on him, and I know how way to, to handle myself. Way to play to your myself. stats, boy. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I got him on height. I got him on weight. Exactly. Reaches way further. I know how to handle myself in a fight, thanks to training by my ex-Marine brother. This guy comes back to the hotel a few hours later in a much better mood. <laughs> Betty found some ecstasy. No, I added that. Okay. Me, on the did, other though. hand, am scared shitless. He comes strolling in wearing a thick sheriff's officer jacket and a sheriff's hat. Oh. He puts in parentheses a la Carl, a la Carl from The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. It's kind of funny. Carl. He, Carl. He asks me if I had a girlfriend and I reply yes. He tells me to dump her because women are evil. He then tells me his story of heartbreak and his revelation. Oh, no. <laughs> did you on purpose try to make that much I noise really didn't. <laughs> this guy went to prison for beating his ex-wife in a rage of finding out she cheated on him with a sheriff he had a revelation while in prison 
the best experience was making love to a man and that women were the devil. Okay. The guy then warns me to dump women and to consider men. I apologize to him about how I am straight and thank him for the story. He then walks away I'm saying, almost, "I'm still gonna fucking kill oh you." God. He then walks away saying to reconsider and not to knock it until I try it. Wow! Once he left, I call nine one one. That's very forward. And he's came back in. He First went time, to him asking for X, and then came I'm back gonna in kill wearing you. A sheriff's coat and hat. Yeah, and went to prison. I don't think you can be a sheriff. I don't think he's a sheriff. Oh. Once he left, I call 911 and ask if anyone is missing a jacket and a hat. They say that they will check the on-duty officers and will call back. They call back and ask me if the person was staying at the hotel. I confirm with them uh, his details and and description. They inform me to keep away from him that he took a brick to a window of a cruiser. The officer was on his lunch at a nearby diner just doing paperwork at a table and he stole his taser jacket hat and club what the fuck a few minutes later the hotel is surrounded officers ask for his room number and an override key another reason to like super lock the door Mm -hmm. because there's override keys Mm -hmm. dude i provide them all the information and the officers race to his room there they find him watching adult movies, sodomizing himself with the club. Jesus. <laughs> that took a graphic fucking Yikes. turn. Well, they come out with the guy cuffed. I he, bet they did. He comes to me on the way out to reconsider <laughs> Did he put beliefs. cum in there that much on purpose, you think? Oh, come on. <laughs> he yells to me on the way out to reconsider his beliefs on women. Surprisingly, his credit card went through for the charges. <laughs> wow, dude. I think that's that's a funny ending on that that's one. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, incredibly that's fu- I mean, it's wild. Horrible. It's wild. Okay. Would you like another? One more, please. So, here's another one. Okay. 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 So, working the night shift at a hotel front desk is an interesting job. Yeah, to say the least. That's another job I wouldn't. I would st- being a hotel clerk. I also wouldn't want to do. I the mean, the amount of people you have to encounter. Oh my god! Ugh. At all hours. Yeah. No, 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 no. You get your drunks, your meth heads, and your all around nutbags. <laughs> nutbags? I really enjoy nutbags. that term. One night, our hotel was hosting a college basketball team. The team came back around 11 p.m. and went up to their rooms and to bed. No big deal. Then around 1 a.m., the coaches. Came back absolutely <laughs> hammered. They went up to the rooms, and that was the last I heard from them for about an hour. Oh, no. While I was setting up for breakfast, I heard the elevator ding around 2, 3 a.m. in Princely's Daylight Savings Night in the spring. Out of the elevator bursts one of the coaches. He runs straight out of the front door. <laughs> this is odd. No, this one's... He says, odd, but okay, whatever. He comes running back inside shouting, he fell, he fell. Oh, no. I ran outside while pulling out my phone and dialing 911 to see one of the coaches who had come back face down on the ground in a huge pile of blood. I've had a bit of rescue training, so I knew to put him in the rescue position so he wouldn't choke on his own blood. The paramedics got there, and as they were loading him up, one of them wiped off his forehead and there it was. 
The guy had fallen out of a third story window. Oh, no. Straight onto his forehead. Oh. Split it wide open so that so deep that you could see his brain. Oh, he's dead, bud. He was life lifted up to the bigger hospital up north. He lived. Jesus. The best part of this is he says, I got a raise the next day. <laughs> Ooh, he deserves that fucking raise. Well, what, for getting drunk and falling out of a third story window? No, the... No, the oh, hotel the guy. hotel guy. Yeah, he definitely. I thought you were talking about the coach. No, the the hotel guy got a raise. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I just find these so intriguing because I find hotels equally as creepy as I do fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, next one. I arrived late at a hotel for a business trip. Flight had a malfunction, so we had to land. They fixed it on the tarmac, and we never deplaned okay okay room was already paid for confirmation number in hand i got there about five hours after i was supposed to arrive which also i feel like if you have a hotel reservation like you have the reservation like i don't give yeah, a fuck hold when i get there fucking room right if it's not up till eleven fifty nine that day i fucking it's my room reserve that room yeah anyway uh i got there about five hours after i was supposed to arrive of course, they gave away my room. Busters. I already wasn't happy from all the delays, and I wasn't going anywhere. The event I was there for was in their hotel. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. I wanted my room. I was polite, but resolutely firm. They did some scrambling and asked if I would consider a damaged under construction room. The fuck? Which... That's already like yeah uh, yeah not for, for the, free and yeah. three more free exactly. fucking visits. Mm-mm. Quote, she said this person says quote as long as the sheets are clean so I can go to bed I don't care. Mistake. Mm. Oh my god. The room they gave me was literally a crime scene. Stop it. The case had been closed so there was no legal issue to contend with but someone had been killed or nearly killed not a hundred percent sure. In that room. They had primed over the blood stains on the walls and ceiling, but had only taped down semi-clear plastic over the pulled blood on the carpets. Stop it. <laughs> this is a hotel. There's still blood on the carpet? Like pools? They put like clear wrap over it. Just, yeah. Multiple small holes in the walls oh had obviously my God, with been- the bullet holes? Yeah, had obviously been patched and sanded, but they, but there were still multiple small holes in the walls. I hope this human took pictures of all of this. No, oh, I wish there were pictures. They gave me a completely new bed and TV from on-site inventory, so I was comfortable, but man, it was creepy. The creepiest part was the priming job, like they did on the walls. Yeah. He says it was so obviously blood splatter that they were covering oh, over. Oh, my God. You could see where the person had been hit, where they fell. Oh, my God. You could also see how they had tried to get up and where they had finally collapsed. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Can you imagine? That is so fucked. There's some dark tourists that like, would love that. So but, like, fucked. that's. I hope this human. Even if I'm staying in a haunted sued, hotel or something. Sued the fuck. Uh, you canceled my room and then you give me a crime scene of a room. Like, the traumatic ramifications. Uh, I mean, I would. Jesus. And you can see like the where they clearly covered over the 
bullet yeah. wound, the bullet holes in the blood spatter. Just with a little bit and of paint. And there's blood. Still on the ground. Well, like stains. Jesus. Would you mind to take a... No. 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 Well, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take it, and then I'm, you're going to give me a penthouse every time I call you guys for the rest of my life. I doubt that place had a fucking penthouse. Gee, right. Ugh. Right. Okay. This one I find very weirdly cool and uh, okay. different. I don't know. Okay. I was 22 years old and went to a meeting with my parents in Chicago. We stayed at the Hilton on Michigan Avenue. 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 Michigan Avenue. In 1982. That night, I had a terrible feeling that the hotel was going to catch on fire and people were going to perish. I told my parents that I wanted out of this place. My dad tried to reassure me that we were going to be fine, but I couldn't stop shaking. He had already paid for the room and we were checking out, I guess like the next day. Right. He finally calmed me down by doing a fire escape practice run. Sure enough, the next morning, while waiting for the elevator, we were told to evacuate. The hotel caught on fire and four people passed. What? My parents and I were fine and our escape route worked flawlessly. My parents always listen to my intuition now, although I've never experienced anything quite like that since. Holy shit. That's wild. scary. Yeah. Right? Wow. I will read the title of this one. Oh. A Worst Nightmare Comes True. Okay. My grandmother's entire life, she had a reoccurring nightmare. In this nightmare, she would be- It was her grandkids going home hungry. (laughs) I didn't eat nothing while they were here. Oh, your grandma. Okay. Okay. You didn't get nothing to eat, okay? (laughs) In this nightmare, she would be walking down a long, dark hallway, turn to the left, open a door, and see something terrible. She'd always wake up before seeing what it was. Oh, no. In her 40s, she, her husband, my dad, and my aunt were on vacation. They booked the hotel at the last minute, so they ended up having to get two rooms and two twin beds on opposite sides of the floor. Okay. My dad wakes up around 3 a.m. and can automatically tell something's not right. So he's like a kid at this point. Sure. Like this kid who's yeah. the dad, right? Right. He calls out in the darkness, Dad. No response. He turns on the bedside light. Dad, he says a little louder this time. Still no response. Getting worried, he slides out of bed and shakes his father. He doesn't wake up. Oh, no. My dad ran down the hall, hotel hallway to my grandma's room and started banging on the door. My grandma worriedly opens the door and... Dad shouts, something is wrong with dad. So this is like the son saying it, so that's why there's dad and dad. Oh, no. He leads that her, was the terrible thing. He leads her down the hallway, a long hallway, to the last door on the left. Oh, shit. My grandmother reaches the door, turns to the left, and sees her husband dead in bed. Oh, Heart no. Heart attack. And she's never had the dream again. Oh, uh. That's so creepy. That's so creepy. That you could make a whole season of a Netflix show off Seriously. of that right there. Oh. That one that's creepy. Yeah, that's really creepy. That's sad too. It is sad. Yeah. Especially cuz the kid had to wake up and find Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, his dad. Why weren't they all in the same room? I don't know. They split up rooms. They did like they ended up having to split between two rooms. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fuck that. We're all staying in the same room. This one freaks me out. 
Okay. This one freaks me out. Okay. But I think it's like interesting. Okay. This one happened to my parents about 20 years ago. Both of them were driving out to Death Valley to a hotel for a weekend in the wintertime, and they had left late in the day and were going to arrive at the hotel at night. The hotel was about 30 minutes outside of the actual Death Valley Town Center, and when they finally found the place, it was completely abandoned. Okay. My mom gets spooked easily and didn't want to go and look, but my dad's sort of into that shit and got out of the car. (laughs) He's sort of into that shit. Right after he walks around the back of the building to look around, a man approaches my mother's side of the car. Oh, fuck. He claims his motorcycle broke down and that he delivers newspapers to Death Valley. My mom looks around, sees no motorcycle anywhere, and this hotel had nothing near it. Not one building. Okay. This guy was begging, begging my mom to come get the newspapers and take them to a hotel in town. Otherwise, he'd lose his job. He had... Okay. He had the stack in his hands and and wanted her to open the door so that he could give them to her. My mom's getting serious vibes from this guy now and refuses, locks all the door, and tells him to go away. That's what's up. Yes, queen. Yes. Yes. He continues to beg. Finally, my dad comes around the corner, and the guy panics. Uh Uh-huh. And the guy panics a bit and just hands them over to my dad quickly and leaves. So he just, like, shoves the newspapers in this dad's hands, right? Uh, Inexplicably. Weird. They drive off, and they spot the guy start walking off into the desert. They finally get to the hotel to deliver the papers. Very nice of these folks. Quite nice, yeah. Especially based on how fucking weird that was. They also end up booking a room there. As you do. When they hand over the newspapers, the lady at the desk tells them they don't get any newspapers delivered to the hotel. Okay. But this is the kicker. I'm ready for the kicker. My parents open up the stack and look at the front page. It's newspapers from 1954. What? Not anywhere of the year. It's a stack of just random ass newspapers? Oh, because he was going to fucking... From a different year. I don't know. He was going to fuck him up. Or he's from... Oh, he's a time traveler. Or he's a ghost. Like, it's creepy as fuck. There's a lot of creepy elements. It's so creepy. I think that's so creepy. Yeah, that's really weird. So that one is kind of like... They just checked in. Okay. I once stayed in it... I once stayed in a B&B, which had a shared bathroom. The first night I got up at probably like 2 a.m. and I was bursting for a pee. I love that. As you do. Bursting for a pee. As you do. The bathroom was down the hallway, not too far, but seemed like such an effort in my tired state. I get to the bathroom and open up the door, and there was this guy standing in the bathroom. Oh, Wait for okay. it. Dressed head to toe in a mime costume. Fuck off. Fuck you and Face fuck off. No way. No way. And everything. Uh-uh, dude. He was squatted down on the floor, but his trousers were oh. still up. I looked at him for a second. He gave me a wave with a smile and began just silently pushing. Just like mime static. Just like, uh-uh. I just ran back to my room, locked the door, and decided to pee in a bottle. I'm still not sure if I was just really tired and seeing things or something. It's seriously the strangest things I've ever seen. Only if you took a bunch of fucking... Yeah, you did not just see a fucking mine. Mushrooms or something, yeah. 
What? No, it's creepy. That's so creepy. Okay, I have one last one. Last one. My mom was traveling for work and sat next to a man, fellow business traveler, on the plane. They had a casual conversation and exchanged business cards. Later that evening, she's in her hotel watching TV and gets a phone call from the front desk that her husband is here and they want to know if they can give him a key to the room. Turns out the creep on the plane was pretending to be her husband to try to get into her room. Oof. No. Nuh-uh, buddy. No. No. That's so creepy. Fuck. Lock your hotel rooms. Lock it up. Lock your house. Lock, your lock whole every shit up. door. If there's a door to be locked, lock it. That's my that's my ending of this. I get it. Lock. Your I'm not even gonna fight doors, you on it. I agree. Man. I agree. Lock your doors. Or you might find a Florida man sucking on your toes. Hey, did y'all see that on the Facebook? That Florida was crazy. Man. I think we might cover that on the Florida man. I found a few fun Florida Creepy. men this week, which we do on Friday. So yes, Florida man Friday. Yeah, every Friday. This will be number nine. But that's the end of mine. I know it was a little different than what I normally do. That was fun. But no, I just cool. like felt like those were just crazy, creepy, fun. Crazy, creepy, spooky, fun time. Hotel bud. stories. Yeah, no, those were awesome. I like those. Be cautious next time you stay in a hotel. Jesus. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You ever hear that one about the lady living behind the mirror or whatever? No. Yeah, we'll save it for another oh, time. Oh, cool. Cool. Tease. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Thank you for listening. Yeah, that's 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 all we got for you guys this episode. But we're back, and hopefully we'll be back on a regular schedule, giving yeah. you guys episodes every week Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Again, email us at We Drink and We Know Things podcast at Gmail with suggestions or anything, anything, anything. If we screwed something up, if you just want to tell us that you like us, yeah, you know, reach don't, out. Don't forget to hit us with a you know a rating and a review. Please, anywhere you listen to your review, podcast, guys. Come on. We haven't had a bad one yet. Knock on no, wood. I think that one, we got we had, we had one, one three four, star yeah. and it went away. Whoever you are, so you that fixed person it. apparently likes you. us now. Whatever happened, happened. It's yeah. cool. But reach out. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you all so much. We love you guys. Yeah. See you later. Bye.